everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel, where today we finally return. Yes, for those of you that keep up with Knowing Wheel, you'll know we actually did a, pre a little preview show uh, last week, of course, when Sebastian Vettel announced his retirement. And then, of course, during one of the most exciting races of the year, or one of the most chaotic even, I should say. And then, of course, the absolute just carnage ensued, sudden driver transfer news. Jamie decided it would be a good time to be on holiday and not be able to record a show. So we've kind of missed everything over <laughs> the last week or yeah. so. <laughs> so this one this one is going to be interesting. I don't know why I decided to wait, but we have waited for Jamie to return. How, how are we doing, mate? I'm good. I Yeah, I got back uh, like about midday today, maybe a bit later than that. Um, for context, I was actually asleep when Matt called me on Discord. So... That sets a precedent of how this might go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this one is going to be a bit more of a rambly episode, to be honest. I mean, originally, we had still kind of planned just to do a bit of a Hungarian Grand Prix review. Uh, and then it took Jamie a week to come home. And then, of course... <laughs> I mean, course, you knew that. <laughs> I, I No, you told me... To be fair, originally, you told me you were home at some point last week rather than today. You oh, never actually well. gave me a proper date. Never mind. <laughs> but... I mean, apart from that, though, obviously, Daniel Ricciardo, Oscar Piastri, really Fernando Alonso, to be honest. Mark Webber. And Mark Webber, of course, <laughs> yeah. Kind of just decided instead they would just basically light a stick of dynamite on the F1 yes. driver transfer yeah. news. Because, I mean, we spoke about this a few weeks ago and we were kind of a bit upset uh, with how dead F1 2022 driver news was going to be. And now suddenly everyone's moving teams and no one knows what to believe anymore, which is kind of mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it rather amusingly has all blown up in the face of Alpine, who I'm not particularly fond of. So that's all quite funny. No, no, exactly, exactly. But I mean, do we want to talk about that first or should we just quickly discuss the we'll uh, Hungarian Grand Prix? Uh, well, Hungary, we'll do a bit of admin since... first of all, of course. Hungarian Grand Prix then, Jamie. Very, very weird in my eyes because there's no way... A driver should be able to go 10th to 1st at Hungary and it still not be a hugely memorable drive. Like, no, don't get me wrong, yeah. Max did really well, but that should have been, like, one of the best drives of the year. But Ferrari kind of yeah. handed it to him. Well, we'll get straight to that, really, because, yeah, at the point where Leclerc got past Russell on his medium tyres, when they're both on medium tyres, the race was in Leclerc's hands. He was, what, five seconds clear of second place? Yeah, and, and pulling away. And pulling away, he... Seems to have the fastest car on the day. And then what on earth were Ferrari thinking putting him on hard tyres? I do feel for Leclerc there, but yeah, He's it just sums just up the season. Science. Yeah, yeah. And Science did the proper strategy and still only finished fourth. So yeah, it was a very complete Ferrari self-destruct and Leclerc ended up finishing sixth when the race was in his hands, which is yet more points that Ferrari have thrown away by being incompetent and the driver is sometimes throwing them away as well to be fair but yeah I mean, must be getting on for like, three figures of points that they've lost through reliability or strategy or mistakes now it is quite impressive though isn't it the fact that often you know we talk about a failed championship campaign as either being driver error team error or reliability and Charles Leclerc and Ferrari are going for the whole trifecta yeah they're trying you to do the bingo card of every reason you might fail <laughs> you don't see many I'm trying to think of like the last time we saw a season where it was all three <laughs> seemingly were just absolutely throwing away because I mean let's be fair let's not take anything away from Max Verstappen first of all he did do a fantastic race yeah you know, yeah he won despite spinning as well yeah 
yeah, just passed Leclerc twice for a laugh. Exactly. Um, yeah, he went, what, 10th to first. He, it wasn't handed to him. He had to make the moves on track, basically all of them, or the undercut at least. Like the in and out laps were very good for him. But it wasn't, it wasn't particularly difficult. It's just kind of he's, he's the best driver on the grid right now in the be- and one of the best cars on the grid. So, yeah, it just seemed a bit, a bit simple. And he was leading for, what, the last 20, 30 laps? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even like it was a shock. It was just like, oh, this happens one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all kind of expected to Ferrari just to throw it away again, weren't we? Yeah. But still annoying. Um, what I've loved about Ferrari, though, this week is, of course, like we've said, we've discussed their throwing away the championship and the whole trifecta. Mattia Bonotto has still come out and said nothing needs to change. Yeah, yeah. After the week before that, proclaiming they're going to get a 1-2 finish at Hungary before getting not pole and a 4-6. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's it's very strange. I can't remember who the big boss man at Ferrari is now, like, above Mattia. Oh, what, the Fiat guy? The little Italian yeah. guy with glasses? Yeah. I mean, but that's a surely, terrible explanation. Surely his uh, patience is running thin. It's not thin. Matty, actually, is it? No. No. I, oh, I, I'm going to have to Google that now because it's going to really <laughs> annoy me otherwise. But yeah, back, I'm thinking back to 2014. I mean, that was a whole... like uh, To be fair to Ferrari, at least their car's actually good now. Back then it was bad and couldn't run themselves properly. But surely there's got to be some sort of changes. Marcioni, sorry. Sergio. Sergio, no. but he's not there anymore. I thought he died. No, yes. Yeah, he did, I think, didn't he? That's terrible. Um, no, who is it? For... That's who I was thinking of. He did die, like, four years ago. That's yeah. shocking podcasting by me. I'm oh, so dear. sorry. <laughs> um, um, this, this is why not am good. I on Matea Bedotto's Wikipedia page? No. All right. Well, you keep looking for that. I'll talk about George Russell being an absolute legend in qualifying. Yes, um, please do. Before I dig myself a hole. Yeah. Yeah, and also Leclerc being a fraud and losing to science and quality, but you won't hear about it because it doesn't because they gave science a slow stop on purpose in the first stop. Um, yeah, Russell pulled out of the bag first pole position ever. Yeah, for him, very very good job. Mercedes weren't expecting it at all, especially when in free practice on Saturday morning they were like over a second off the lead. Obviously different conditions, but yeah, Russell really pulled out of the bag. Pretty amazing. Um, helped of course by Verstappen having those engine problems and Hamilton's DRS not opening in Q3 so two uh, well the two best drivers in Q3 neither of them can actually qualify um, Ferrari's website is down by the way oh that's just, just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> it's a complete F1 shutdown even the servers have gone home <laughs> you try and load up Ferrari.com and it just doesn't work <laughs> there's the most Ferrari thing I've ever seen yeah, but yeah, Russell first ever pole. Unfortunately, couldn't convert it to a win, but he still did a pretty good job in the race. He held admirably, the, yeah, yeah, for a while, and then I think by the end, yeah, it was cool that Mercedes let the drivers fight, but I think Hamilton just had a bit too much. Yes, well, so. I mean, this was the thing, wasn't it? You know, Hamilton said after the race, had he not had the issues in qualifying, he reckons he could have won that. And to be fair, yeah. he was only eight second, what eight nine seconds behind Max at the end. I believe him. I get the feeling Verstappen wasn't pushing as hard as he needed to. Probably not right towards the end, but mm. I still think, you know, if Hamilton had started pole, I think he could have controlled the early stages there. And he yeah. is mega He's really at the Hungaro ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget that either. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then, yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe he would have done, but also I'm sure if it was in that situation, Hamilton's like on the pole 
and Verstappen's in 10th and Verstappen finishes second still, they would have just said at Red Bull, like, oh, we would have won that if we qualified properly. Yes, so it, no, don't get me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is just complete context, but I did, you know, we're sort of looking yeah, more yeah. and more, aren't we? At, Mercedes, can Mercedes surely win they're going to get a race wins. Surely. surely. Well, With I the mean, way Ferrari do their best to not get race wins, there's going to be a gap opening up. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? You really would. But yeah. I mean, this. Well, I mean, we want to do at some point later on in the summer break. We're going to try and predict the last few races of the year. So that's going to be very, very interesting. So make sure you get yourself uh, following the channel for that. Um, but I mean, yeah, let, let's let's not be around the bush, Jamie. Driver of the day was Max Verstappen, wasn't it? Yep. You you can't really yeah, argue definitely. against that. Uh, in terms of our predictions, though, you absolute sweat. <laughs> Like who on earth? Like you I must have after qualifying people, been thinking your predictions watched, were screwed. People who watched the the pre race, I completely messed around. I've I've been waiting to do it all year. I was like, I want to pitch Alonso podium just because it's funny. Hungary looked like it might have been a wet race. Turns out it wasn't. But I was like, you know what? Let's just throw Alonso on the podium for a laugh. And he didn't was... really get anywhere near. He did get best of the rest. To be fair to him, no, Lando no, he didn't. did, didn't he? No, Lando did. Yeah. Alonso, yeah, got almost best of the rest. Nowhere near third place, which is where I put him. But um, yeah, I took the rest of it seriously. So I put Verstappen and Hamilton 1-2. And that, that exactly came off. And so, so you got four points there. Yep, I put pole for Leclerc, Russell. which was wrong because he's a fraud. I put <laughs> win for Leclerc, which was wrong because Ferrari are frauds. But I did get Max and Hamilton on the podium, which netted me two so whole points. I got four and you got two. Yep. So Jamie, so once gap. again, extends the gap, <laughs> which I find incredibly frustrating. I don't know how it's happening, but it's all good. Just by pure luck and just the most eggy predictions I've ever seen. It's the problem. I reckon this year I've had as many podium predictions correct as you, just not in the right places. Yeah, well, I I think I'm averaging about four points a race, which is pretty mad. That's just (laughs) bizarre. I don't like doing this. Shall Next we do year, a quick round up of the, uh, the F1 Fantasy? Let's go over to F1 Fantasy, Jamie. I'm guessing we did not do well this week. It was a pretty shocking week for the template. So, yeah, obviously most people have the Verstappen-Leclerc-Ferrari combo. I don't. With one of the Alpines and then a couple of back-end drivers. I don't. So, do you not? What is your team at the minute? I've got Russell, Verstappen, Leclerc. Alpine, Albon, and Magnussen. Yeah, so you've basically gone for Russell and Alpine over Ferrari and one of the Alpine drivers. Do you blame me? Not really, no. No, there we go. Um, so with that, I've yeah. definitely scored more than you this week. I got, with my team of Verstappen, Leclerc, Ferrari, Alonso, Albon, and Joe, I got 141. Which has got stunned silence from Matt. I got 139. Oh wow! Wow, there we go. <laughs> I just it's pretty poor. My team. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty poor worse. week from both of us, but yeah, you did worse than me. I, I did bad. I Although did bad saying that, my, my my like rank for the week in the in Matt's league was one thousand one hundred one. So that's oh, not that's that bad going. out of five k or whatever on now. Four point four seven. Four point four seven. That is genuinely mind blowing. Up to nearly four and a half thousand people in this league. I reckon next year we aim for five at least five k. Oh, yeah, definitely. We definitely. Can do that. So where are you currently then, Jamie, in the league? I am 499th. That's good going. It. I'm 706th. How many points are you ahead of me still? It's not many, is it? Well, I only extend it by two. I'm on 2310. I'm on... Eh? Oh, sorry, I'm on 2271. 
So yeah, so not, not thirty nine points in it still. You might which, have a chance of winning that one. So hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, in terms, then Jamie of race rating from the Hungaro. Ring, yeah, what it was, are we gonna give it? It was good. It wasn't like Silverstone, but it was certainly entertaining. You kept on the edge of your seat, or maybe not the edge of your seat, but it was intriguing. I should say. Like strategies were always there. Drivers were close enough that we had a bit of a top six battling rather than just a top one or two. <laughs> um, I'll go for a seven. A solid seven. I think, I mean, normally I rate these races slightly higher than you and I'm going to continue that trend today. I think it was worthy of an eight. Very nice. I think it was a good weekend. You know, we had that little bit of tension as well towards the end of the rain. But I think a, yeah, solid, a yeah. solid eight is fair. It's been a while since the F1 just looked at clouds all race, thinking there's rain on the way. Yeah, it has so. been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, we, <laughs> that was like every that. race for a period of time. We have missed that so far this year. Let's jump into the real talk then, Jamie. Yeah, everything that's kicked off since then, which is... The carnage that yeah. has ensued. So, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown from the beginning? Timeline of events starting on Monday morning. Nope, we'll go back even further. We're doing last Thursday. Okay, well, okay, Sebastian Vettel announced his retirement after turning down a contract extension from Aston Martin, uh, leaving them the summer break to find a new driver. Over the weekend of the Hungarian Grand Prix, Lawrence Stroll and Fernando Alonso have a few coffees, go on a few dates, and... Apparently they've been doing it beforehand. Oh, really? Well, as far as I know, Aston were trying to get Vettel back. Alonso was not the first choice. No, no. Um, but yeah, once Vettel retired, he was the first choice. Did um, make me chuckle. All the people on Twitter saying that Alonso snuffed Seb out of a seat. Because that didn't did, happen. Did enjoy that. Definitely. Vettel, Vettel fans <laughs> looking for more reasons to dislike Alonso. Um, yeah, so Alonso is oh, announced James Aston being arrested. Martin. Yeah, there's uh, so shockingly there's some police cars or ambulances in Manchester City Centre. Who could have thought that? <laughs> um, yeah, Alonso goes to Aston Martin kind of out of the blue on the first of August, well, he's which is very out important. Of the blue, the blue being out of the blue into the green. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad pun. <laughs> that was shocking. Um, yeah, and we all think at this point, oh, that's weird. We didn't see that coming. Uh, but obviously, Alpine are just going to promote Oscar Piastri into the seat. That makes perfect sense. Because he's their young, he's their reserve driver. He's a young driver. He's should be in his seat already and isn't. Yep. Um, yeah, and then that's exactly how he played out. Alpine announced Piastri the day after, I believe, was it Tuesday? Was it? It Monday? was the first of all, no, the second of August, wasn't it? Yeah, so it would have been Tuesday, the second. Uh, they announced Piastri, curiously without a press release quote from Piastri, who was busy sleeping in Australia at the time of the announcement. Um, and yeah, when he woke up, him and Mark Webber uh, announced that he wasn't driving for Alpine next season, which all got a bit weird. And it is, I think I understand what's gone on, but it is a bit weird. So I mean, it is just Alonso. Let's not beat around the bush here. There's no other way to describe it. It's Alonso shithousery. It's, it's what complete it is. Fernando Alonso summed up. It's pretty hilarious for him, to be fair. Um, but I yeah, mean... basically, there was a clause in Piastri's contract as Renault as Alpine reserve that says on the 1st of August, if you haven't got me a seat at Alpine, I can talk to other teams. Uh, well, it was basically, wasn't it just by the 1st of August, if, if there's a seat at Alpine before the 1st of August, I have to Oscar take it. has to take yeah. it. 
Once the 1st of August runs around, he has no obligation to take that seat if he's who talks with other teams. Yes. Yeah. So what does Alonso do? <laughs> Alonso blindsides Alphine because he had a contract offer on the table of a one year with, with an option the option of a second extend, year. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin gave him a three year deal, um, which is kind of mad at 42 or 41, sorry. Um, but yeah, he completely blindsided Alphine by leaving that abruptly. And it's kind of brought the house down. <laughs> I mean... Because not only have they lost Alonso, who's their best driver of their current drivers, in my opinion, and fact, uh, he's, they've also lost their future driver, who would have been incredible for the next, like, however long they could have kept him. He would have been really good. I mean, imagine being the Aston Martin... Uh, sorry, the Alpine board and going, right, we've got Fernando Alonso, one of the best drivers of his generation, still on the payroll at the moment. You know, he can still bring El Plan... We've got Oscar Piastri, a future world champion, you know, different gravy material. Imagine going away, coming back Tuesday to look at your driver pen, and it's just Esteban Ocon there, all by himself. They've not even got young drivers, really, either. They've well, Lungard's gone as well, haven't he? They've literally yeah. got... Is it Colette, and that's about it? Yeah, Calais in F3, and, and um, Victor Martins, is he? Well, no, what's the English fraud guy as well? Oh, Ollie Caldwell. Ollie Caldwell, yeah. Caldwell, He's going to end up with an F1 seat without knowing where the seatbelts are or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just imagine. I mean, Otmar Saffner. Oh, now, Jack Doohan's quite good. But Jack Doohan, yeah, no, he's. Yet. I like Jack Doohan, to be fair. But I mean, imagine being Otmar Saffner and literally Absolute just seeing nightmare. like years worth of Alpine development in terms of drivers just fall apart. I think what I love about it the most, though, I mean, like we said, neither of us are Alpine fans. I guess unless you're French, it's probably a bit difficult to warm to them anyway. Unless you're French mm. or a huge Alonso or... I don't know whether Well, I do like Alonso. Well, I, I want to see Alonso do well, but... Yes, yeah. It, in the situation where he would leave, I then stop caring about Alpine. So, but I mean, <laughs> a bit like when Hulk was there, really. Alonso, let's be fair. Let's just recap this. Burnt Bridges, bridges at McLaren twice. Burnt Bridges yes. at Ferrari. Burnt Bridges before they were even formed, between himself, Mercedes and Red Bull through wanting ridiculous contracts from them during the turbo. Well, he actually had, he had an offer for Red Bull for 09 to replace... Yes, well, I'm talking more Coulthard. turbo hybrid, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, he, yeah, he chose... Uh, he didn't see the project. Ferrari. And then he could have, got, could have been a six-time champ. Could have been. Could have been. But the one team Alonso hasn't upset up to now was Renault or Alpine. So they give yeah. him a chance to come back. You know, this is meant to be, you know, the revival. He's gone to, to Renault slash Alpine three times. Yeah, and both other occasions. times it's worked. Second time mm. round was a bit iffy, but, you know, we, we move. He got a one legit win. He did, so. yep. Everyone always forgets about Suzuka. It's a very good point. Fuji, well, even, sorry. It was Fuji, yeah. That's why everyone forgets about it, because it's the wrong track. Yeah. <laughs> um, but imagine then, after all these years of, you know, trying to sort of get back in with Alpine and everything like that, and then you just decide to do the same thing to them as you've done to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alonso. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. Aston Martin is going to just destroy him from the inside. Like, yeah. He's going to get down there <laughs> and it's just going to be six team members cradling Lance Stroll as he plays with crayons or something. <laughs> and tries to work out... Alonso will have, like, one engineer versus the 50 that are working on Stroll's car and still out qualify him every race. I mean, he's going to get three races in and one out, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think, to be fair to Aston Martin, they do have a lot of infrastructure stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, but which they're going to bottle it. Come on. <laughs> the thing is, Force India used to be, used to be like quite a well-run organisation. It feels like since Stroll bought them out, it's not really gone that well. No. 
but it'll be very interesting to see. I do see Stroll getting Nelson Piquet stop of Van Dorn because um, he can't qualify anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Stroll's going anywhere for any time soon. I mean, um, I guess the other real question is, isn't it really, is what happens if Stroll pretty much matches Alonso in the same way he's pretty oh, much matched on. Seb? I mean, <laughs> let's, let's just take this into consideration for one second. Everyone will rate Stroll so hardy if he does that. Including me, I would, I would, I'd back Stroll. If he goes out and beats Alonso, I would stop disliking him. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that on the record. Jamie will yeah, stop disliking. You can disliking replay him. that in a in a year's time when Stroll's thirteen and zero against Alonso. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let's talk about then probably the unfortunate. Well, I say unfortunate mover and all this. I don't think it's such a bad thing because we all know it's looking like Piastri is going to be going to McLaren. Yeah, now, first Mark Webber's worked his magic really well there to get him McLaren, by the way. Exactly. First of all, Piastri Lando Norris has got the potential to be a just insane lineup in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is spice. Very exciting. McLaren just needs to sort out making a car capable of winning races now. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the driver lineup, if they can retain both of them for the long term, that's. I mean, Lando's locked incredible. in. Yeah, yeah. And I can see Oscar Piastri staying there a little while if he gets the gig. But of course, that means Daniel Ricciardo is going to get shuffled out. And again, a lot of people are hating on this. I think Ricciardo back to Alpine is probably the best thing for him. Yeah, it's, it'll be a weird one because he kind of stitched him up when he left. Um, but it would make sense. Like, he's not really got many other options, really, unless he does want to go to IndyCar. But you imagine it. Williams is about yeah. it, isn't it? But Williams, there's no way they've got the money for him unless he wants to really cut on his wage. Is he going to get um, any? Well, I mean, Alpine, yeah, probably the only team that will pay him big money. So. Yeah, yeah. And the only other option for him is to stay in the McLaren family and do IndyCar, but I don't see him wanting to do that if he's been forced out of F1 early. Not yet. No, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame for him, but he has been underperforming for two years. Or eight to one and a half years, sorry. So, yeah. I think back to Alpine, it'd be a, it would be... A bit weird because it kind of be like both of them have just been screwed over so it's almost like the rebound couple between both of them <laughs> like going back to your ex because the current one screwed you over yes yeah yeah you, you both, you've both both gone back to your exes because your current yeah. partners have cheated on you with each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't quite yeah. what's happened but yeah i mean it is just bizarre isn't it just the mm. fact that like we said you know we spoke about driver transfer news over the last few weeks and it was nothing and now suddenly it's everywhere. I mean, we've got a few other bits and pieces to talk about as well, don't we, in terms of driver transfer news. Williams have got an empty seat still. Now, I think everyone under the sun is hoping, unless you're Nicholas Satifi's family, bless him. I don't dislike the guy. I mean, I think his lack of wheel ability is horrendous. Um, mm. But surely he's out the door. Surely he's, he's out the door. You can't have someone like him in a fourth year in a Formula One car. Although then no. again, Stroll's in season seven coming into. But Stroll is actually all right sometimes. Latifi has had a Q3 at Silverstone and that's his entire career. Hungary last year? And a Q3 at Belgium, which he also got. Did he? Oh no, he qualified 11th, but then got points because people ahead of him crashed on the yes. formation lap. Yeah. Perez. Yeah, Perez and Norris didn't start, of course, because he... Norris did. Norris started 10th. I thought. No, he didn't. Oh, did no, he start he, from the pit lane? Uh, he pulled out. Oh. Yeah, he started from the pit, sorry. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, 52 entries in F1. 27 years old. 
27, uh, I'd forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, surely he's going. And I, for one, uh, am really, I want Logan Sargent to get it. I, I mean, have it's no bones about it. Really a toss-up, isn't it, at the moment, of either Sargent, DeFries, or Piastri if Ricardo wants to stay at McLaren. Mm. Yeah. Or and Ricardo. I, yeah, I really don't see Ricardo happening. No. Like, even back in the day when Hulk was looking for a seat, they couldn't afford Hulk. So Ricardo's contract is going to be mad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think one of your own, Logan Sargent. I think Nick DeVries. What do you mean one of your shippers. own? He's Williams Academy, isn't he? Oh right, okay. I thought you meant American. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Nick DeVries' ship has sailed almost because it's been four years since he won F two. Or it will have been twenty twenty three. Yeah, three years really, isn't it? Yeah, so two years at the moment. Well, three complete seasons of no racing. Well, he's been doing uh, other stuff. Oh, he's been doing FE, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But even so, he's also like 26, 27 now. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends what Williams want, isn't it? Because, of course, we forgot to mention Albon signed a two, uh, multi-year deal, isn't it? Yeah. Fair yeah. play. I think he absolutely deserves that with the season he's ran so far. Yeah, nice to see Albon definitely. getting some credit. And nice to see him somewhere where he actually feels happy as well in Formula 1, which is really good. Yeah, and it's very well suited for him right now. So, fair play. Stay there as long as he needs. Um, yeah, I think Albon, well, he made his debut in 2019, didn't he? So, he's going into his, what, fourth or it would be fifth Third year. season. But uh, we had a year out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did so 20... No, did maybe he they do 2019? Do... He did, well, he yeah. debuted in 19. Yeah, did he... full 20 with Red Bull. Yeah. Out in 21. 21 and yeah. then back in 22. Back in 22, yeah. So, third season he's in. So... I guess that is quite young to be leading a team or quite inexperienced to be leading a team. But then the experience wouldn't like Nick DeVries in the car doesn't, isn't really any more experience other than he's just sat in Mercedes meetings for the past like five years. Well, I think this is the thing, isn't it? You know, you sort of, again, it depends because I mean, we've, I've always wondered more recently whether we'll see Williams move away from Mercedes power. Yeah, I wonder whether we'll either see him become like an Alpine customer team, or I honestly, if I was going to put my money anywhere, I reckon they'll go Red Bull powertrains. It wouldn't surprise me, and the and Porsche deal looks fairly likely with them now as well. It's a guarantee. I thought I thought Porsche yeah, had already bought it's a stake. It's not been signed, but yeah, it basically, it's done. Or no, but Porsche to completely take over the Red Bull powertrains right. in twenty twenty six. Yeah, I think we could see Williams really change up their model over the next few years, and I think Albon's a fantastic place to have that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they say just brought in DeFreeze for one year just to sort of see how he gets on and then bring up Sargent or something like that. Yeah, maybe. And Sargent obviously needs the super license points, um, which shouldn't be an issue as long as he's top five-ish in F2. Yeah, which he's on in track for, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's still third in the championship. Obviously, as soon as I pin my colours to the mast and back Logan Sargent, he has a terrible weekend in Hungary. Of course. For reliability issues, of course. Um, but yeah, it looks like he should get top five in the championship quite comfortably. Yes, yeah. We'll wait and see now as he finishes ninth, but you know. Um, I guess the only other really sort of driver transfer news we've got, isn't it? Or not driver transfer news necessarily, is could we see Mick Schumacher leave Haas? And I honestly believe he might swap with Zhou Guanyu. That'd be a curious one. All I, thinking... I mean, it's basically confirmed he is going to leave the Friday Driver Academy. Yes, yeah. Um, so that is who that seat is for, the the second Haas seat. And but is Joe Guanyu a Ferrari junior? He used to be, <laughs> a long time ago. 
um yeah there's that 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 tiktok with him and leclerc doing dances in there yeah i'd rather <laughs> not remember that to be honest but yeah um it's it's a curious one because mick you feel like his best place at the minute is to stay at Haas, but if he wants to leave Ferrari Jar Academy, he kind of has to vacate that seat because it's for those drivers. Unless Haas want to cut ties at Ferrari as well, in which I'm case they can give it to whoever they want. Not convinced he'll leave the FDA just yet. I think he maybe left it on the hope of getting the Aston seat. Or I think that was, was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the big talk wasn't it was Seb wanted Mick to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is complete sentimentality over sense. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I I don't think if I was to guess now, I think it would still be Magnussen and Schumacher next year at Haas. Um, I wouldn't be against Joe and Mick swapping though. I think that would be really interesting. But you still got the issue of poor chair then. Yes, that's the other thing, isn't it? Porcher desperately needs an F1 gig at some point soon. I think maybe 2023 he may have to sit out a year. Especially if he wins F2. I don't think he'll win F2 this year. I think we're going to see another F2 driver in Drogovic and then not make the step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Drogovic will get a seat anyway, really. Um, We need more teams. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I did... Uh, going back a bit, sorry, to we didn't plan the script or anything. No. <laughs> That's not even sarcasm, we genuinely didn't. Um, you don't know where I'm going with this, but... I've got I no idea. Talk. This could be anything. If McLaren don't snake Ricardo out, and they do keep Ricardo, and obviously Piastri's basically burned his bridges with Alpine now, he could end up being snapped up by Red Bull, which would be incredible. And end up at the yeah, Alpha Tauri. not convinced he'd want to go there. Well, surely... I, if he did a year in AlphaTauri or two years in AlphaTauri, he would be nailed on for that Red Bull seat once Perez gets bored. If or things Red went Bull, well. Red Bull get bored of Perez, sorry. I'm yeah. just not convinced that's the right way for Piastri to go. I don't think he... And I can't but see if, Mark Webber trying to push him down the Red Bull true. Avenue either, that's funnily true, enough. <laughs> but Webber spent so many years at Red Bull, he must have some friends there still. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying... Well, when I was at Silverstone, Mark Webber's dad was in the back of the Red Bull garage for a little while, which I thought was really interesting. Um, But I can't see Mark Webber actively pushing one of F1's youngest new talents straight into Red Bull's hands. Maybe. Or, although we say all this, of course, after he left Red Bull, he was a Porsche driver for a long time. Mm. Yeah, and like Webber... There was bad blood with Vettel, but I don't think it was bad blood with the rest of the team. He was. He didn't like, like Christian Horner and Helmut Marko because they kept protecting yeah, Vettel. Yeah. That was the but then I think if he was to look back at that in hindsight, he could almost see why they were doing that. Obviously, it hurt, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you never know. You never quite yeah. know. But yeah. if, like, say, I don't know, Alpine get Gasly because also there's talk of, well, it's basically confirmed there is a release clause. Um, that Gasly can move up the grid effectively, like if yes. a team above AlphaTauri in the championship, which is makes most an of offer, them at the moment, which is basically all of them, um, he can leave. So if Alpine was to make an offer, which I don't think will happen because Ocon and Gasly don't like each other, um, but it would be a very French team. It would be, and that would be ideal for them. <laughs> so say if that happens, there's a vacancy at AlphaTauri. There's no real option, maybe Liam Lawson, but I think that he's missed his opportunity this season almost um isaac hadjar was a shout but i don't think that'll happen no we need another year 
yeah well he's only left three at the minute i think he will win the championship but there's no way like only really special talents can make the step up from f3 to f1 such as lance stroll um <laughs> so yeah piastri into the rival family maybe he'd absolutely uh, snap snowder up probably but this is the thing if he didn't Come on, Piastri this... is one of those drivers. Oh though, yeah, he? no, um, <laughs> and this is that. But Red Bull does weird things to people. It does, yeah. I just yeah. think, yeah, at the moment, I just want to believe, you know, he's going to go to McLaren, Ricardo's going to go to Alpine, and things are going to settle down from there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much speculation, isn't there, at the moment? It is yeah. just rampant everywhere. Also, I, I did think I put a chat, in, a message on chat in a week, like ten years ago. We're in a summer break in 2012. You've got. <laughs> fast forward 10 years and you effectively got Vettel and Alonso the two championship protagonists replacing each other at Force India which I quite yep. like <laughs> which is mad yeah yeah um, yeah there's quite a lot more speculation but do you want to go into that I think the AlphaTauri seats are a bit up for grabs I don't know how oh, I'm not much. convinced I think AlphaTauri are going to stay pretty stable internationally. I think they can. I think if Gazi's wanted, he will try and get out because that car is just going backwards. But I don't think that'll be till 2024. Maybe not. Yeah. It depends. It uh, all depends on what happens to the Alpine seat, to be fair. Um, Sonoda, yeah, he'll probably, get, he'll probably get another year, but he's not doing great at the minute. Like, he's pretty Hungary much matched here. Well, Hungary year. was particularly. He's matched him on like uh, certain results. Like I think Gazi is beating him in the points quite easily, but well, lot certain races, anymore. certain races like Sonoda's been a bit twenty twenty one ish, where he just like finishes seventeenth when Gazi's in eleventh or tenth. When? It's like, well, in Hungary he finished last. Oh, did he? Yeah, basically um, he just. Yeah. So currently, Yuki Sonoda is five points behind Sebastian uh, Pierre Gasly. Yeah, and Gazi lost four in Bahrain. Oh, here we Sonoda go. gained two from that DNF. Uh, but anyway, like Gasly is, like despite the points, obviously the points are less readily available this year completely. But yeah, it's been very unfortunate for both drivers to not be able to show their true colours this season. Snowda probably will get another year, but if there was a young Red Bull driver pushing the ranks, I think he probably would be out the door. But yes, luckily yeah. for Yuki, there isn't. No, exactly, exactly. There's, I think, still a lot more to play and a lot more speculation, isn't there? Yeah. As we get into the second half of the year, though, I mean, we could literally just ramble on for hours, couldn't we? About yeah, yeah. what might ha- what might happen. Yeah, and knowing our luck, by the time this podcast goes out, the, it'll all be confirmed. <laughs> it, yeah, it'll be wrong anyway. So, yeah, I think. Is there anything else we wanted to touch on, Jamie? Um, I don't know if there was really. I don't think so. Was there? I mean, we'll probably forget something. No, glaring, we got summer break, of course. Um, yeah. I'm leaving the country twice in a week to different countries in Christ, like two weeks' time. That was mysterious, wasn't it? For no yeah. reason. Where yeah, are you going on holiday, I'm, Jamie? Yeah, I'm away in Spain and then I come back and go straight to the Belgian Grand Prix. Fair so, enough. And I'm away yeah. next week as well. I don't know how consistent these, uh, how, how weekly these podcasts will be. during. Well, they're going to be weekly. We're going to try and keep them weekly. Yeah, We're just going to might... have to record them way in advance and probably yeah. miss out on news. So... <laughs> We yeah. apologise for that. It will be knowing last month's wheel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, Knowing wheel that everyone knows already because it's already yeah. been confirmed by the time we talk about it, which is always fun. Always, always fun. But I guess we should round it out there then for this week's ever most rambly 
of episodes. Thank you as always, Jamie. You know, it's it's nice to have you back um, on the show as always. Make yeah. sure you check out all the links down below because I realised we forgot to mention those at the start of the show. So Spotify, Manscaped, um, F1 merch, clips, everything like that. I definitely yeah. recommend checking it out. Buy bit as well, of course, the big one. And yeah, we'll be back then. I think next week we're going to do a bit of a special show where we look back at our pre-season predictions because I know full well I egged some of those. I think I smashed um, it. I think we'll we'll wait and find out next week <laughs> when we're back. But thank you all so much for listening, and we will return very very soon with more Knowing Wheel. <laughs>